Welcome to Fearless Fridays, my unscripted podcast episodes that I just started doing a few weeks ago. If you've, if you haven't been tuning in, you know, I do interviews and release those every Monday. Now it used to be Sunday. I wanted to release something because I realized I was just following a script. I wasn't really feeling comfortable just speaking off the cuff. And I have a fear of public speaking and I'm really trying to work on that because my book is coming out uh, right now. It's October 6th. My book is coming out at the end of this month. And one of my goals is to get on a TEDx um, stage and then also be a speaker, you know, motivational speaker and speak at events really hard to do when you're terrified of public speaking. However, that's the whole point of these Fridays, just welcoming the authenticity because I need to feel um, more at ease just speaking freely. So thank you for listening. I've had so many people reach out and say that these episodes have really touched them, like maybe they're going through similar situations or You know, it really makes me feel good when that's the case, because then I know I'm not just like speaking to air or that my mom's just listening. No, I don't think she even listens. But yeah, and it's it's crazy. My the amount of downloads I've been getting since I started Fearless Fridays have. Oh, my gosh, they they're like in the thousands now. So I'm really grateful for you. Thank you so much. And uh, whether you reach out privately or you share it on social media, just know I really appreciate it. The title of this episode is How Brad Pitt Helped Me Through My Divorce. A little misleading, maybe, but it, it, (laughs) he really did without knowing it. Of course, I don't know Brad Pitt personally. However, I recently, well, somewhat recently, I guess, went through a divorce, still at the end of the process. As if you went, if you've gone through a divorce, then you'll know it takes a while. And it was the best decision I've made because not only was I separating myself from a very dark, toxic environment for myself and my kids, but without even thinking about it, I was really setting a boundary that, you know what, I will not put up with this anymore. I deserve more. And my self-worth had just been pretty low at that point. So I'm so grateful that I finally gathered the courage to do what was in my heart. And I should have done it a long time ago, but you know how that is. When I decided to file for divorce, obviously that's going to be hard on its own. I also lost my longtime job, which ended up being a great blessing because I was able to become a CFO, which is what I wanted to do for two years at my firm. And you know, nobody was really listening. So I was able to get hired at a new firm as a CFO um, by someone who, you know, is very much like me. She loves teaching and she has courses and she has a podcast. And so it's just a great environment. I'm really happy. And I get to do that. And then I get to do my podcast and my manifestation mindset work. So But everything happened at once. I also got COVID. There was just a lot going on. And so obviously I was in kind of a dark space. And the thought of even being in a relationship again at that point, like made me sick to my stomach. Even when I saw couples out, like when I'd be walking around and I'd see couples hugging, it would literally disgust me. And obviously it was just, I had been through so much and I was finally free that I didn't even want to think about that. And so then it started scaring me a little bit because it went on and 
I just thought, am I never going to date again? Am I never going to want to be in a relationship? It wasn't like I was not worried about, am I going to find someone? I didn't even care about that. I didn't know if I was going to be in a place emotionally to want that. And it was a little scary because I'm not going to lie, you know, for most of my adult life, I felt a little uncomfortable when I was single or, you know, I preferred to be in a relationship. And so this was the first time I just felt like completely repelled at the thought of being in a relationship. And so you'll have to let me know if you've been divorced and you had that same kind of feeling. I'm sure it's I'm sure it's pretty common. So the way that Brad Pitt fits into all of this is during those dark times, for some reason, I was like on a Brad Pitt movie kick. So I watched Interview with a Vampire. Don't recommend that when you're not in the best headspace. Meet Joe Black and Mr. and Mrs. Smith, which has always been one of my favorite movies. So and then I just started thinking like, you know what, if Brad Pitt asked me on a date, I would go. And that gave me the hope I needed that, you know what, this is just temporary. Everything is temporary, but it felt so heavy and permanent that I really needed that kind of mindset shift. And so anytime I would, you know, be walking around and I'd see a couple, I would just remind myself, it's not disgusting. I don't know their story. I am not someone who judges people. And so then it began, you know, helping me to not feel repulsed. Uh, when I would see other couples, I would just keep reminding myself, you would go on a date with Brad Pitt. So there's obviously some kind of flicker of hope there. And obviously, I don't know Brad Pitt as a person. This isn't about him as a person. It's more like a symbolic thing. And you could choose someone totally different. But the reason I wanted to share this is that if you're going through a divorce and you're feeling those feelings as well, and you're worried it's going to be permanent, it's not. And so that really helped me. And still sometimes because it's been six months, but I still don't feel like I'm in a place where I would want a serious relationship. And that doesn't mean I want to date casually at all. It just means I wouldn't want to be dating someone that lives like in my area where, you know, it's kind of the pressure to see them all the time. I've, I'm, <laughs> I'm better at long distance relationships sometimes because I'm very independent and I'm, um, I'm an introvert. So I really need my alone time. And I think that was one of the hardest things for me with my marriage is because when you marry someone who's an extrovert and you're an introvert, um, it can just be draining. Also, I'm an empath and empaths tend to attract narcissists because narcissists want to feed off of your energy, off of your light. It's very common. There's been so many books and studies on that. I'll also say, and this is what really made me start thinking um, about the fact that I'm so grateful I have this time because I'm going to use this time to upgrade myself. I'm going to use it to upgrade my energy um, my self-worth, all of that. And I encourage you to do that, whether you're single or in a relationship, because what I've learned is that, you know, I do all of the subconscious mind work. That's what I do talk about in my course. That's what I help my students with. And it actually also applies to relationships. And so our self-worth is based on subconscious programming. So self-worth is different than self-esteem. And I actually have like a free workshop or worksheet for you in the show notes for you to assess if your self-worth is low. And if it is, then what are some steps you can start taking to boost that and improve it? So definitely check that out. And I will say that if someone had asked me 
do you have low self-worth? I would have said, no way. I, you know, I take care of myself. I meditate. But then when I started doing an assessment through a course of Jim Fortin's, I realized I did have low self-worth and being in, you know, um, an unhealthy relationship did not help that. So once you realize that you do have self-worth, you're willing or low self-worth and you're willing to work on that, you will start attracting a higher vibration people. So what does that mean? Everything is energy. Everything in this universe is energy. We are literally like just balls of energy walking around. It's actually kind of weird if you think about it. But why do they, when you're, when someone's being resuscitated, they shock them. I can't even think. Oh, with the defibrillator. I think that's what it's called. They shock them. That's because we are electromagnetic, energetic beings. Something that we don't know is that our subconscious programming affects our self-worth. And then what we do is we attract people in to confirm negative beliefs about us. So I'll give you an example. If someone feels like they're not worthy, then they will attract someone, a partner, who doesn't feel like people are worthy. So that person will be in a relationship having really low self-worth, not feeling worthy, and then their partner will confirm that they're not worthy because that's how they think. So it's called, I think it's called confirmation belief. I just learned about that from Jim, Jim Fortin. I've learned so much from him. So definitely go check out his podcast. I'll link it in the show notes, but it's just really interesting. And so I have been working, doing stuff every day to really boost my self-worth because that is tied to things that aren't at the conscious level. And if you've heard any of my manifestation talks or episodes, you'll know that our subconscious mind was developed from ages zero to seven. We were in a brainwave called theta. And that is when our, that's when we received all of this programming, just like a computer. We saw everything our parents did and said, and we coded that as factual. So if your parents had a bad relationship, if they treated each other poorly, if they were always yelling at each other, you know, that starts affecting your beliefs and then how they talk to you. You know, did they, did you feel like you were unwanted? Did you not get the attention you wanted or the affection you needed? Were you not protected? All of these things start building our self-worth. They start creating false programming that we're not worthy. And that's the energy that we're putting out. That is the energy we're going to attract. And so I just did a talk on this today for a group of 1,000 people uh, facing my fear of public speaking. And this is just something I really want to share with people because there's no reason to suffer in relationships. There's no reason that you need to feel unworthy or be treated poorly. And that doesn't mean you have to go leave your relationship, but it means if you start doing the inner work, you can start breaking through these blocks and these beliefs and start calling in what you actually desire. And something that I teach my students who are really wanting to be in a relationship is to close their eyes and just think about the best possible relationship for them, what this person says to them, what they do, how it feels, really focusing on the feeling of it, like really get wrapped up in the feeling of it, and then embody that feeling now. Because the subconscious mind is a feeling mind. That's the language. It also speaks in the present tense. So you can't tell it 
someday I'll be in a good relationship. That doesn't, it doesn't do anything. It doesn't understand. You really need to embody that feeling of love, of worthiness. And the best way to do that is to boost your self-worth. Then you will call in people who actually value you. Definitely check out my worksheet. Um, I also dive into this a lot in my Manifestation Mastery course, which will be launching soon alongside my book. And I'll just end this episode with the reminder that you are worthy. You came into this world believing you were worthy because as babies, we cry when we need something. We we don't think, oh, if I cry, they're not going to love me. Like, no, these beliefs that were unworthy form in childhood and then get confirmed in various relationships and situations. And it honestly, it doesn't even matter if these beliefs were true. Like some people have memories of things that never happened but they're very emotionally attached to those memories. Whether it's factual or not, that does not matter. What matters is the emotion attached to that memory. And some of these memories you won't recall on a conscious level. And, oh, I didn't finish the other train of thought earlier. So the subconscious rules 95% of our life because it's completely based on all of these beliefs and programming we developed from ages zero to seven and then had confirmation of, you know, throughout the rest of our life. The conscious mind, which is the thoughts that you hear, and it's very logical, and it's, you know, should I do this? Should I not? That only rules 5% of our life. Like, really let that sink in. So if you think about it, emotion, which is the subconscious mind, logic, which is the conscious mind, emotion almost always wins over logic. That's why people you know, we'll date someone that they know isn't right for them or isn't a good fit because emotionally they're being drawn to them. There's something in their subconscious programming that's drawing them to this person. And just keep that in mind for relationships and all areas of life, actually. And I can't remember if I shared this with you guys, but I'm currently being trained to be a hypnotherapist. I'm being trained by Marissa Peer, who is very well known very respected. She's been doing this, I think, for over 30 years. She created something called RTT, which is Rapid Transformational Therapy, and that I'm in my third month of training. So I should have my certification in the next three to four months. And then I will start doing group hypnotherapy work on everything from relationships, weight loss, money blocks, addiction, Whatever I can help people with, I'll do it in a group format, and then I'll take a limited number of one-on-ones. So I'm using RTT to help with my fear of public speaking. And I might have mentioned this, but I had one session, and not only has it helped me become more comfortable with the thought, like even the thought used to give me anxiety of standing on a stage. Not only did it shift that piece, but it also helped with procrastination. It helped with anxiety, completely remove my fear of flying. It's just amazing because it goes back to the theta brainwave, which is where we're at from ages zero to seven. It goes back to that brainwave and it reprograms. So you no longer have those feelings of unworthiness or fear. Like we were not born with fear. We were... We were not born with feeling unworthy. These are all things that we picked up and they're things that can be reprogrammed. So my point of this episode is if you're going through a divorce or a breakup 
and you're just feeling really down, use this time as an opportunity to work on yourself, especially if you're someone who has been in and out of a lot of relationships, especially toxic ones like I have had in my past. There's something there. If there's a pattern, there's a program. So what I'm doing now is I'm working on myself. I'm upgrading my programs. I'm upgrading my energy so that when I'm ready to be in a relationship, I will attract the right person. And some examples of low self-worth, I'll just throw it out here, but I have a lot more on the worksheet, are people-pleasing, which I wouldn't have thought that was something I did. But then I realized there's certain people that I was speaking to, and if I felt like they were superior to me for some reason, I would take on this really like fake voice. And it started bothering me. And that's another reason why I did these, why I decided to do these Friday shows, because I wasn't being authentic. I was just trying to be what this person might want to hear. So something I'm really working on is, you know, my self-worth so that I'm not people pleasing so that I can set very solid boundaries. And also so that I can release control, which might not sound like it relates to self-worthiness, but it does because my need to control has been an issue since the seventh grade when I suffered with severe anorexia because I didn't know how to handle my feelings and my emotions. So I controlled my food. And any time in my life that I would start where I would go through something difficult, that feeling would come back up where I would want to control my food intake. And that's really common with people who have had trauma. I've had this deeply rooted need for control that has really caused so much stress for me. And even with, for example, you know, dealing with one of my exes that we have a child together, he's making decisions in his life that I feel are really bad, not just for him, but for my child. And I tried to control it in a certain way. And I shouldn't have, that's not my place. I'd also don't want to create bad karma for myself. We all have certain roles in this lifetime. You are here to fulfill a certain role. You were here to learn certain lessons. And if you don't, the universe is just going to keep getting louder and louder and louder until, you know, if you don't listen to it, something really devastating could happen. That's what happened to me when I lost my home and, and got really sick near death from mold toxicity. That's when I finally woke up and realized I was going down the wrong path. Don't wait for that to happen. Just take action now and start looking at your patterns. Another low self-worth behavior would be not being able to say no to people or feeling guilty about saying no to someone. And then another one would be not wanting to go to social events because you feel awkward or because you feel like what you have to say isn't important. Those are all I think I have eight questions on the self-worth worksheet and those are just eight. There's many more, but those are like the eight biggest ones in my opinion. And then I share with you how to start boosting your self-worth. And once you do that, all areas of your life will start to shift because you're going to be vibrating at a higher frequency. And so your external world will start reflecting your internal world. And that is so important. And I've heard that for so many years, but it did not really click until the last probably like six months. It really started to click. And 
once you realize how powerful you are and how powerful your mind is, it's a little scary at first, to be honest, because, you know, for example, I'm working with my subconscious so much. I can tell it the night before, and maybe you've done this too. I'll say, I want to wake up at 5 a.m., but I'll always tie it to something. Like I want to wake up at 5 a.m. to finish my sales page so that I can launch my course and help more people. Or I want to wake up at 4.30 a.m. to prepare for the speech today where I'm going to help people. And you know what happens? At 5 a.m., there is a bell that goes off in my head. It's so weird. I do not set alarms. I I don't believe in alarms because they ruin your REM cycle. And I know some people don't have the luxury of, of that. But when I can help it, I do not set an alarm because that's why if you even if you get a lot of sleep and you wake up from an alarm and it interrupts your REM cycle, it will make you feel tired all day. I've been using my subconscious mind, but linking it to something that is going to help the greater good it might sound weird to you if you don't have if you if you're not familiar with this or you're not really spiritual but it's pretty cool. I mean, our subconscious is here to help us and it's here to give us what we want and it's and it will give us what we link pleasure to. So if you link pleasure to being in healthy relationships or eating healthy or living a healthy lifestyle, that's what it will start moving you towards, but what you know, in this day and age with all this instant gratification, people are used to it just happening right away. You know, they don't want to wait, but you really have to think about it as planting the seeds for the harvest. Like flowers don't just bloom overnight. You have to plant the seeds and be patient and know that it's on its way to you in divine timing. These are all based on universal laws. It's not just something I'm making up. Anyway, I hope that was helpful. I hope you find your Brad Pitt if uh, you're going through a divorce and couples uh, disgust you like they did me for a long time. But now I send, now what I do is I just send each couple love and light because, of course, I don't want to be judging or carrying around that negativity. But any of you who have been going through a divorce, you'll know what I mean. So um, I hope you have a wonderful weekend. If this resonated with you, please DM me or share this episode on social media. It really helps me get into the ears of more amazing people like you. And I just really appreciate your support. Mwah.